0: All right. Welcome to the first ever to be better podcast. Um, We are the Chris's. I am Odin's Inc. on TikTok.
1: Inc. underscore goddess 13.
0: This entire situation has become relevant because of our TikTok accounts. It has. So being that this is our first episode, we're going to give you guys a little bit of a a quick who we are, what we do, Mm -hmm. why we're even on YouTube making these podcasts. And then we will um, get into some questions and emails and announcements. So, um, so first and foremost, we are a traditional value, traditional marriage couple. We do everything that society tells you not to do. We have gender roles, yeah. pink job, blue jobs, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, very traditional in that, uh, I am a protector and make sure that you're safe and open car doors and do all the things that a gentleman is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we're told that it's toxic and we shouldn't be doing those things. So, yeah. Uh, You want to talk about our our jobs a little bit, like what we do for our our roles in the home so that people can understand what we mean by traditional values?
1: Yeah, so I maintain the household. I cook, I clean, I take care of the kids. Of course, he helps with all of it, especially if I'm getting overwhelmed with the children. But those are your jobs. Right. Um, I run errands. If I decide not to cook that day, I will offer to go pick up DoorDash because it is my job to provide the food for you.
0: We normally just order it, though. I I, I would rather you just stay home and hang out on the couch with me than have to go pick up food. Also, before we continue, if you guys notice the snazzy matching PJs, that's because of TikTok. We said we would do it. Because
1: of TikTok, my ass. (laughs) You said it.
0: (laughs) We we agreed to do this and we're going to suffer through it. We're in Florida, so it's like fucking 70 degrees outside and it's very not comfortable in these things. (laughs) You're
1: kind of excited about the matching jammies. I'm
0: excited for the kids for Christmas. That's, I mean, that's, that's about the extent of that. So, and back to the, the, the gender roles. Um, it is my, my job to make sure that all of the finances are taken care of. I handle all the accounts, all of the money that comes to the house. Um, I handle everything outside of the house, the businesses, the Mm -hmm. lawn, car maintenance, putting gas in the car, making sure that your oil is taken care of. Everything that does not fall under the roof that is not uh, well, maintenance falls under, and under the roof falls on me as well. So yeah. if something's broken in house, I have to fix it. Like all those light bulbs. Yeah. I stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so that, that's, that's the, the general expectation. The gentleman thing that I, I mentioned it, and it's prevalent because of the amount of hate that we have received on TikTok, because I believe that it is a man's duty to keep his, his women and kids safe. And, um, I am a a huge proponent for protect, provide, and preside. You want to protect your family, provide for them, and then lead your household. Mm -hmm. And um, I do all the gentleman things. I sleep closest to the door in case somebody breaks in, uh, open car doors for you, sit with my, you know, never having my back to an exit, walk up and down the stairs the right way, like the curbs, everything that you, I mean, we'll get into those conversations. I'm sure in the future, I don't need to go too in depth with that now, but um, I am very big on the art of the gentleman. So that's, that's important to me.
1: I have also received a lot of hate for wanting to be your piece yeah. and make your life easy.
0: Well, because you're a traditional wife, people mm. want to call you a slave and oh, yeah. say that you are um, brainwashed and brainwashed setting yourself up for failure in life. And
1: I'm being taken advantage by a manipulative man who's probably a narcissist. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, we have a lot of videos on our TikTok pages, which is why we dropped the handles in the beginning so that you can go and look through some of those if you have questions. Um, we've addressed all of those comments at length. And, um, we get a lot of hate. Oh, we really do. <laughs> so, um, we've covered the intro and the traditional value things. Do you want to start fielding some questions? Do you have other things that you want to discuss about um, what we do? Because mm-hmm. I think that that's a very short description of, of what we actually do. Like yeah. we, you know, cause we didn't talk about the accountability and the communication and like, so uh, one of the things that we have gotten very big on, on TikTok because of is communication. We have we have nailed communication, communication really well between the two of us. And the entire time that we've been together, we've never had an argument. We've had two heated discussions because we were not able to understand what the other person was saying. Right. Um, but we were able to resolve that relatively easy once we were able to figure out what was actually being said. It was resolved in like five minutes. Right. The time frame before that <laughs> kind of sucked, but it was just heated discussion. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm... It very extreme when it comes to accountability and ownership. I want to make sure that in the situation where something goes wrong, I can figure out what in that scenario is my fault, take accountability for it so that the next time something goes wrong, I can avoid those mm. steps.
1: And I do the same thing.
0: <clears throat> and for that, we're told that, you know, well, what if somebody's been abused or what if cancer happens? And it, you know people want to throw the hardest, most craziest things at me because of what I'm saying with the extreme accountability instead of actually hearing what I'm saying. Right. They, they think that I'm mm-hmm. blaming them for things and accountability and blame are two different things. We've had those discussions numerous times as well,
2: Yeah.
0: but um, the accountability thing is really big. So um, guys, I know that we're, we're only five minutes and I'm gonna try to keep this 30 to 45 minutes. Um, we are gonna field a couple of questions from our TikTok pages so that those of you who are on our YouTube channel can understand what it is that we do. Um, and then hopefully you'll subscribe to the channel and um, this will be, It'll provide some f- sort of value for you.
1: So, I had a woman ask, both of us, how as a woman can I attract this type of man?
0: Why do they always ask us that?
1: Because I landed me a good fucking fish. <laughs> mm, out I, here like a sexy Salmon. Salmon? <laughs> salmon, <yeah. laughs> Fight me.
0: <laughs> I... um. I really don't know how to answer those questions because we weren't looking for each other. Like this, this is a happenstance for us. And like, we've both been married before. Mm -hmm. So like, there's not like, we didn't, we don't, we didn't just have this figured out. Like you and I had a year of conversations, multiple conversations over and over and over again, that developed into a really close friendship that eventually became a relationship. Like we laid out all of our expectations and we knew what we wanted from each other and what right. we wanted from a partner. So like we we had that figured out already. So by the time we started dating, it wasn't like we were hooking up on the internet right. and then just, you know, fucking and then it being a thing like we had.
1: We knew each other pretty well. A lot. Yeah. You know,
0: when you think about that, like when you think of today's like hookup culture and the way dating is now, like we had a year of friendship before anything transpired. Like that's. People are like mm-hmm. one date smash, one date smash. Like we didn't do that, so that I mean I think that's key to what she's right. asking. I I I am trying to be very careful with what I say because I'm not trying to get
1: flagged on YouTube <laughs> like we do on TikTok.
0: <laughs> I um I think that it comes down to being able to be patient,
1: right, and not have understanding and
0: not settling. Yeah, like we did a. You you helped me a lot with the dirty work that I had to do for my previous marriage, right? So, like, I had a lot of things that I needed to take accountability for and a lot of things that I had to work through. And, like, you were kind of my soundboard for that because you were neutral territory. Yeah. So, like, we were able to have conversations and I was able to work through a lot of that shit. And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people will just throw all the blame on their spouse or their ex and make them the villain instead of mm-hmm. taking accountability and, and, like, you know, recognizing their their shortcomings and I didn't do that because I wanted to make sure that I got past all my flaws. Like I want to make sure that I'm going to be the best version of me I can be every single time. Right. So in the event that, you know, any of the the situations come up that happened previously, I would know how to to address those and move forward through it without, you know, I can navigate the water, so to speak.
2: Right.
0: Um, and I think that a lot of people <laughs> don't get to know each other like that anymore. That That desire to get to know someone on an intimate level and not just a, a sexual level is, is fading. And I understand that lust is an important thing in dating. Like, especially when it's new, like you, you're excited and like, you know, somebody new, yeah.
1: get to know them mysteries. Right.
0: But it's, that's not really where it is anymore. Like people don't do the getting talking. I actually had a, a, a message come through where, um, somebody asked me, um, how, I don't remember exactly how she worded it, but she said that when she sends spicy text messages, he replies yeah. immediately. But when she sends conversations, it takes him forever. And I'm yeah. like, well that he's telling you, like he just wants to fuck. Like right. that's not, I I don't want that. Like that wasn't something that I wanted with you. Even when we actually had our first date, like, we had conversations about our date and like we analyzed our date and picked the shit apart like how did i do and like we interviewed ourselves and you know right. there was there was an excitement there about all of that and that i feel like that's something that's lost on society so as for finding a guy like me fix yourself right like be the best most fucking gangster version of you you can be have your shit together know what you want and be willing to articulate that to your partner. Like mm-hmm. when you when you sit down for dinner that first time, and you guys are learning about each other and having those conversations, like you can gain so much information on a date. Right. If you, especially at a restaurant, and like um, this is going to be one of those things that I've got a ton of hate on. I believe men should pay for the date. Like, I agree. and people are like, well, you know, women just want to use you for, for money, for food or whatever. Well, then
1: don't take them out again. So
0: what it's, it's dinner. Like if you can't afford a $20 meal for somebody to mm-hmm. spend two hours with them, like maybe you shouldn't be dating. Like maybe you should work on your finances and work on, on being more responsible <clears throat> and then worry about finding a partner later. Like, right. or go to a park, fucking pack some sandwiches and a, a picnic basket. hmm blanket on the ground, fucking sit outside and sweat for a couple hours. I, I don't know. I just, so yeah, I'm going to, and I'll probably catch flack for it here too. I don't, I don't expect everybody to agree with me. I, I don't care if you agree or not. Like that's what I believe in and nothing's going to change that. So right. like I, I will pay for dates every single time I've, I've ever gone on them. I'm paying. Um, and I guess it's kind of a shitty thing to say that if you can't afford to go on a date, you shouldn't be dating because I guess having finances doesn't really dictate your worth.
1: Right. But, but you said you could do free dates, but you can do free dates. Yeah. Right.
0: So Um,
1: I think one of the reasons that I landed you is because I, I'm intelligent (laughs) and I, when I say intelligent, I think I'm emotionally intelligent. Like I did the work on trying to figure out my own shit. So I think I showed you well enough that if we ever get into discussions like we've had, I'm capable of taking my accountability and working to make me better for myself and for us.
0: Yeah. But I don't think I saw that on the first date though. And that's, that's kind of what her question is. Like she's trying to find quality of character. Right. But, and like you're, you can get that, like you'll find that over the course of multiple dates, Mm -hmm. but that's not a conversation that I think a lot of people are having on the first dates we had. um, It's, it's just different. Like we had so many conversations leading up to that date that like by the time our dinner actually felt like a date, we had already been on to dinner numerous times. Like, Mm We had become best friends. It wasn't like it was one of those things where we just went on a date after just meeting each other and trying to have those conversations. Right. But you know, I, you know, if it was the first time we had ever actually sat down together and had a like an intimate date like that, I would be able to learn a lot by the way that you treat the the service people in the in the, in the restaurant. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the way people yes or no or yes ma'am no ma'am or thank you you're welcome like people treat servers like shit. Yeah. So if you pay attention to what they're doing and the way they're treating those people, you get a good indication of who they are as a person. And then, you know, you want to engage them in conversations about their their past and like their exes because just having a conversation about your ex, Mm. like we knew each other's exes. Right. So we already knew who they were as people. So when we're having conversations and you're not throwing blame that's a huge thing it for is. me. That's a green flag. That would, that would be one of those things where I'm like, okay, she's emotionally mature. Like she knows what the fuck she's doing mm-hmm. because you're not throwing it all on, on him. And right. I wasn't throwing it all on her. We were saying, okay, well, these were our shortcomings and we could have been better here. And yes, this happened. But if I would have just done this, that wouldn't have been a case. And like, we had a lot of those conversations. Right. So I think that on first dates, those kind of conversations are, are vital mm-hmm. um, because it is going to tell you a lot about people and you can find out like, how close people are with their families, how their relationships are with their parents. Um, Those are are kind of Mm -hmm. important things as well. But
1: I think it's also important to say a man like you is not going to be on Tinder.
0: No, (laughs) I've never had a Tinder account. I had, um, fuck. It was like match.com. I think back in ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was before MySpace. Yeah. Um, for, so you guys are curious, like I am old, I'm 42 years old. I was born in 1980. So like, I I had life before internet and, like, got to witness all of this shit change, so... um, You're,
1: like, a sexy ancient artifact. Oh, shit.
0: (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I had a Match.com account way back in the day. It was before I moved to the area. It had to have been, like, 98 or 99, maybe early 2000. And um, I never did anything with it. Like, I, I... you know, mm-hmm. what are you gonna send a heart to somebody? Like, hey, I don't give a fuck about that. And now, now the idea of, of being able to swipe on a picture to see if somebody's attractive and then you want to fuck them, like, that, right,
1: that's solely based on appearance, too. I,
0: yeah, well, and yeah, you're gonna get, yeah, I'm good on that. I, yeah, d- I no. don't want to deal with any of that shit. Like, yeah. I, the idea of swiping and having somebody coming to my house, Mm-mm. like, you know how dangerous that is?
1: Like Craigless killer dangerous, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, what would you, what would your, your answer to that question be? Because oh. I've been talking now for, 10 minutes and I haven't shut the fuck up. So <laughs> I'm going to shut up and let you. So answer.
1: I would say my answer for that is don't look on Tinder. You're not going to find a man like mine on Tinder. Like he said, you have to be in a good place mentally. If you are somebody who blames your triggers on everybody and everything, but you don't want to say like, Hey, how can I work on myself to not be triggered by these things? I don't feel like a good man is going to want to have to have 10 years with somebody who was like, yeah, well, you triggered me. You're the problem.
0: I agree with that. You know, um, I I agree with that a lot. I think that it's important that people do the dirty work in between their dates. Right. And like, you know, there's a lot of people that jump out of relationships and jump right into one and things like that. And and you don't have time to really process what's happened at that point. And you are bringing all of that fucking baggage. And I actually think that that's one of the questions that I have that Mm -hmm. we have to go over tonight. Um, that baggage being brought from relationship to relationship, like, you need a fucking bellhop to take your shit to the room because you have brought so much shit with you. Like, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and then this is like for long term, the longevity of being in a relationship with a man like you. I constantly show you that I appreciate you, and that I want you, and that I love you, and you're the best damn thing that's ever walked into my life. The finest too.
0: And, and you mm. tell me, tell me regularly that you're proud of me, which is a big deal. Yeah. Men, men, men thrive when they have somebody in their corner that will give them positive affirmations and it it doesn't take much. I'm proud of you. You're a good dad. Hey, I appreciate that you're working so hard. Like I I see a lot of people on TikTok saying that all their partner does is nag. And like it comes from both sides. Mm -hmm. You know, it's obviously more women are naggers than men, according to TikTok. Right. But that's because men don't listen. Like if you, if you hear your partner, repeat the shit back and get it done. Like, at that point, there's no reason to nag. Now, in the event that, like, they're asking you to clean something and it's not to their standards, that's a problem. Because they're trying to make you do something to their standards and that's not the way things work. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I think it's important to know that, like there's never been a case where like, you've had to ask me to do something more than once. Right. Cause if you say, Hey, can you do this? I stop what the fuck I'm doing. And I do it because I know I will forget. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do it right then it's not getting done. Yeah. So, um, and like, there are things that, that I, I am notorious for doing, like leaving the public's bags on the counter. Like right. I, I, and I know that I'm doing it. I just, I put the food away and walked out of the kitchen. I, right. I do it every single time, but that's not something you've ever nagged at me for. Yeah. Like we joke about it. It's no different than you with the cabinets. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a ha
1: I think we're also good at gentle reminders for each other. Like if I forget to do something, you don't go, Hey, dumb bitch. You didn't get it done. What's the problem? No, because you beat me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I am getting those gains in the gym. Stop it. You better watch out. Big guns. (laughs) All right.
0: So let's go with the next one.
1: All right. Next question. (laughs) I almost flexed in my jammies, but I don't want to rip the Yeah, Please don't
0: do that. We don't need to see a, a she Hulk in here. Like, you know. It's hard enough people want you on the internet. Like,
1: <laughs> I would say they're here for both of us. No, they're here for you. No. Yep. I mean, you're the one who has the nice traps out of the pair.
0: That's true. Yeah, I did yeah. have somebody comment on my traps on TikTok the other day. You've had a lot of people it was comment Nick. on your
1: traps. <laughs> 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 Nick. Nick Disc, yeah. yeah. All right. So this is actually, I screenshotted this and we were just talking about it. So if you want to go a little bit more in depth. How am I supposed to effectively communicate with my boyfriend? I try to. He always says I'm complaining, negative, bitchy, or petty.
0: It's the way that you're delivering the conversation. So if you come at me and you say, you do this, you do that. And when you don't do this, it pisses me off. Mm -hmm. My defenses are going right up. I I got nothing to say to you at that point. Like You just came at me sideways talking on the side of your neck like we're not okay. But if you came out and you were like... uh, if, if if like I said something the day before that hurt your feelings mm-hmm. and you were to say, I feel like shit when we have discussions and these kind of words are used, at that point you're not throwing the blame on me. You're telling me you don't like those kind of words or you right. don't like my tone when I use those kind of words. And and obviously that was a really shitty for instance, but those kind of conversations are prevalent because mm-hmm. I versus you. Yeah. If you say you do this, it's an aggressive fuck you. And if it's a I feel like, ladies, I'm going to give you a life hack right now. If you have a good man, and a good man.
1: Like bold letters. Like, like not a fuck boy, but right. like a good
0: man. He is going to want to do whatever he can to make sure that you are emotionally sound. And like most men don't do well when women get upset or start crying. Like
2: mm-hmm.
0: we've had those talks. Yeah. Um, if you came to me <clears throat> and said that you need whatever, and it was something that I could do to make you not sad or you not feel a certain way, I'm going to fucking do it. Right. It might take me two or three weeks to, like,
1: implement it and create
0: in. a habit. Yeah. And, like, there will be times where I'll have to stop and apologize and, like, fix that right away. Because, like, you know, when you're, when you're doing something that you know you're not supposed to be doing, if you stop during doing it and mentally break that habit yeah. while it's happening, that's going to change things. So in her scenario, I would say that she needs to I instead of you. hmm Um, don't try to correct things or make change when there is conflict, because you're not going to institute change when conflict is happening. Um, it is important to let that scenario simmer, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: let, you know, let it go from a boil to a simmer and things are calm maybe the next morning or the day after that. And just be like, Hey, you know, I'm really sorry about the other day. Take accountability for it. I mean, even if, even if it's not your fault, just, I'm sorry that we fought is enough. Right. Because now you're opening that conversation from a place of, of I wish we were better, mm-hmm. or remorse, if you want to call it that. I think I wish we were better is a better a better phrase. Um, but once you do that, you're taking accountability. They're likely to do the same. It may not be a, a true apology. It could be like, yeah, me too. Right. But I also think it's important when you apologize, you express why, why. you're apologizing, not just saying I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm sorry <clears> we, <throat> we got into it the other day. I, I don't like it when we fight. It's a great way to start a conversation because you are are fucking laying it all out there. You're taking accountability. You're saying that, like, it hurts you when we fight. So now I'm I'm engaged. Like, I'm listening. Okay, so what what can we do to make this better? So those kind of things go a real long way, Mm -hmm. but you can't do that in the moment. Um, I also think that it's important not to raise your voice at your partners. I was
1: just thinking that. So in
0: the event that you are having a heated discussion, take a second, Mm -hmm. like apologize, Uh, you know, take a breath, walk around the living room if you need to, like five deep breaths. I don't care what you have to do. Um, in the event that you catch yourself raising your voice, stop what you're doing. Just look at your partner and be like, I love you. I'm sorry. I talked to you like that. I don't want to be this way with you. Like I want to be able to have a civil conversation and not treat you poorly because you're doing a lot in that scenario. Mm -hmm. When you tell somebody that you're instilling that thought process in yourself, so you are apologizing to them, but you are creating a positive thought pattern that you are now instilling in the moment, even when you're angry mm-hmm. and that will make you a better person. So those are, those are my advices. I don't know if you've got any, cause I, I I'm a fucking talker. Yeah. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think as a woman, um, I've had to actually check myself a couple of times where something super small, let's, for, for example, like the clothes on the floor in front of the hamper. The first time that happened, I was like this bitch, yeah. <laughs> but then I took a step back and I was like, is that really that big of a deal to get upset about? Like, do I really need to call him in here and say, you lazy? What is this? Pick up your clothes. I do everything else in the house. And I had a second thought process about it. And then I made that TikTok where I said, one day you're not going to be here. And I'm going to miss picking up your clothes in front of the hamper. I think like little catches like that eliminates a lot of arguments. Yeah.
0: You got to pick your battles. Like, is right. that really something that you want to ruin your entire day over or even even two hours of your life? hmm I've done laundry for us. You have. So in the event that there's clothes all over the floor around the basket, yours, mine, towels, whatever, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. It takes me a half a second to pick that up. Right. So for me to even be like, "Hey, you missed the laundry basket." Who gives a fuck? Yeah. I have to bend down to pick up the laundry basket anyways. For my big ass hand to just scoop right into the dirty laundry and walk it to the hand, to the, the laundry the washroom like I'm not going to complain about that. Right. I'm not. Like now if you dropped thumbtacks on the floor and I stepped on one, I'm gonna fucking complain about that. You know what I mean? That's physical pain. That's like, but for me to pick up the clothes is not going to hurt anything. Now, for all of you gentlemen out there, you know that we have multiple piles of clothes. (laughs) (laughs) My entire side of the bed is clothes that are not dirty.
1: Worn once for maybe 10 or 15 minutes going to the bank.
0: But not clean. Right. Right. So like I I, I can wear, like I wore this shirt today to work and it's not mm-hmm. dirty because i didn't sweat so i can wear this to the gym tomorrow right because i'm not trying to wash my shirts 50 fucking times like mm-hmm. your clothes will will deteriorate over time the more you wash them so i try not to do that i wear a same pair of blue jeans that are not work pants mm-hmm. six seven eight times before i wash them unless i get sweaty the moment i get sweaty and i'm I, i'm not doing, doing that anymore over. but um so men have our own piles of clothes and if it's half in the hamper half out that's a possibility that some men may wear that shirt again that's, that's a, actually
1: good enough. That's the
0: thing. I, obviously, <laughs> I, I have my own system. My, yeah. my pile on the side of the bed is my, I'm going to wear this again. Everything that's in within five feet of the hamper is just me not playing basketball yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I suck at it. Right. So, but I will fastball, mm-hmm. throw it as far as I can, and get it as close as I can to that thing.
1: I just had a whole vision. <laughs> so, adding on to that, the last thing I want to say about this is ask him why he feels like you're coming at him with pettiness. Or bitchiness, like what am I? How am I articulating myself that makes you feel like I'm bitching at you?
0: Did she actually use the term petty in there? Yeah, that's that's a problem. So they obviously have different standards, right, of things. Because if he feels something's petty and she doesn't,
1: there's a lack of communication. It,
0: there's a breakdown there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how to word this the way that I'm, I'm trying to say it, but it's almost like me saying that this is stupid and you getting mad about it because we do that. And I'm like the, the, you being mad is not stupid. The fact that we're arguing over something so, so dumb is stupid. Like, and it's not really arguments like, you know, it's, you brought something up and I didn't see it as a big deal. So I'm like, this is dumb. And like, we've had that conversation and I've had to explain, like, I'm not calling you dumb. I'm not invalidating your argument or that you feel the way that you feel. But like, I don't want us to have a bad day because of whatever's going on. So just right. tell me what it is and I'll go take care of it. And we can just move fuck on from this. Cause I don't want to have this conversation anymore, yeah. but I, I don't think that's petty and I don't think that's nagging. It's just us trying to figure out our shit. So. What? I just, I was just thinking the first time that I ever said that to you. Oh, I was so mad. You were salty <laughs> as fuck. And I was like, babe, babe, I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm not invalidating your feelings right now. Right. Like I don't, it's important to me that we get quality time. Like the, if we have, four hours at the end of the day to spend together where it's just the two of us. Right. I want those four fucking hours. Like I don't want three and a half of it. I don't want two hours and 25 minutes because we were mad for an hour and 45 minutes. Like I want, I want that fucking time. Right. So I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that that time is quality and that we are happy and watching movies and having intimacy or dancing in the kitchen or having dinner together, whatever the case may be, because I, you know, I could right. die tomorrow. Like why the fuck would I be mad over laundry knowing that I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. And like the last four hours that we could have had together, we were fighting over a fucking laundry basket. Right. That's my thought process. That's why I I feel the way I do about the dumb arguments.
1: Right. All right. So (laughs) my cabinet slamming video where I, I call out the temper tantrum. Right. I had somebody comment and say, but let's not talk about women who stay home 24-7 raising and caring for a child and a home that's not just theirs." where our MFing day off. Angry face. Angry face. Huh? Angry face. Um, so the first thing I want to say about that is if, if you're going to make a pretty aggressive comment like that, you should proofread. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I do want to talk about that. How about it? Stay at home wives or moms deserve days off. They deserve breaks. And I, I'm sure you've made a TikTok. i remember I made several of them. Right, where you talk about a man coming home and saying, I need 15 minutes before you take your break.
0: Decompression time.
1: Right. Both parties need a decompression time. Yeah. So this super aggressive comment of making it sound like, I believe men only deserve days off, but stay at home moms can get fucked is ridiculous to me. Yeah. So I want to make it a known fact that both parties and a couple are doing jobs.
0: Okay. So let's have a scenario, right? Ooh, scenarios. I like this. I'm at work Yep. putting out a fire with multiple employees and my manager and trying to navigate my day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And like, you're having a bad day at the house. Right. Sending me messages. Kids are being fucking obnoxious today. I'm, I'm really overwhelmed i'm overstimulated whatever mm-hmm. and i'm not replying to you as quick as i normally do which is frustrating you even further right and mm-hmm. i'm now getting frustrated because my phone is blowing up because you're trying to get my attention and i'm in the middle of something mm-hmm. so my response to you is i'm in the middle of something with the employees right now I'm not going to name anybody but i'm dealing with so and so right i'm having a really rough moment at the moment i will message you when i'm done whatever mm-hmm. that calms you down you know that we're taking care of an hour goes by your day has gotten worse Mine has gotten a little bit better because I'm I'm done with the situation now. Right. I can call you on the way home, like, hey, I'm on my way, and you can be like, I'm overstimulated, I'm overwhelmed, fuck them kids, like, I need I need a break, and I'd be like, cool, I'm gonna come home, shower, I need 15 minutes to to acclimate to the home life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You can leave, go to Target, go do whatever your Starbucks, Hobby Lobby, whatever it is that you want to do. I'll get the homework done. We'll DoorDash when you get back, and then we'll get the kids in for for a shower. Right. You see how easy that is? Yeah. Like, there's not like a. Oh, I need a fucking break. Fuck this. Fuck you. Fuck the kids. Blah. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for that. You just simply say, I'm having a shitty day. Mm-hmm. I need 15 minutes. I'm also having a shitty day. I would like an hour out of the house. Cool. Let's make that work. Right. Because it's. That's, that person <laughs> has never experienced that. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a, a man problem because mm-hmm. she picks shitty men. Cause that could be the case. Right. Like you obviously have a poor choice in partners. If mm-hmm. that has been your experience with every man that you've been with. Yeah. Whose fault is that?
1: Uh, the common denominator.
0: Where's the accountability? Right. Because there's no, no, no fucking possibility that every single man that you've ever dated is a piece of shit. Right. If every one of your relationships have
1: failed. There's a reason. There's a fucking reason for mm-hmm. it. Oh, people aren't ready for that conversation. No, they're not.
0: But see, that's the difference in the accountability conversation yeah. that we've had. That's why we don't fight because we go, okay, you're right. I did that. Yeah. I I will do everything I can to not do it again. And if you catch me doing it, just be like, hey, we talked about this. And I'm like, oh, you're right.
1: Yeah. And Like I said, a gentle reminder. Don't got to get shitty. Like we had a conversation about this. What the fuck? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's also, so as a stay-at-home wife, I think it's important that I prioritize myself and everything. Of course. You know? So the scenario is not everybody's lives. And I understand that our kids are in daycare. So they're at school for seven eight, eight hours during the week. I have my time management skills like,
0: yeah, perfected. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on that real quick. Yeah, the reason that the kids are in daycare is because there are special needs that need to be met. That mm-hmm. they, we are, though, I think we could probably manage. I would rather have a professional do it,
2: right? Like
0: our son with his speech, mm-hmm. and and so much so that I'm ready to hire a secondary speech coach. Yeah, um, those are things that are important to me. So the daycare thing, as much as I would rather have the kids here, especially when school starts, like if we could homeschool, that's something that we've talked about at length. Right, I would be happier with that, mm-hmm. but I'm afraid that we are going to have shortcomings in that aspect because of the special needs aspect of things. Having yeah. somebody that is specialized in what we need
2: mm-hmm.
0: kind of overtakes my want to not have them become indoctrinated into the school system. Right. So the fact that they're in daycare is a necessity. It's not because we can't manage it because mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. That school closes constantly. Mm-hmm. The daycare closes constantly and we have the kids all day long. And it's not like our day really changes much. It adds like an extra hour. Right. Into your schedule. So I and I only bring that up because of the time management videos that you've made. Mm-hmm. Um, people are like, well, what about kids? If you have kids, that's not the case. No, it really fucking is the case. Like,
2: yeah.
1: I still do everything, even with the kids here. Right. I have them help me clean. They're.
0: They enjoy it. Yeah. They 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 you know they're doing something with mom. I get that.
1: Um. Don't remember where I was going with that. Yeah, and
0: I interrupted because I like to talk.
1: Mm. It's okay. I like listening to. You.
0: <laughs> Stop it.
1: <laughs> Let's see.
0: It blows my mind how salty people get with
1: us. Oh, bro! It really. <laughs> oh, I called you, bro. Babe. It really <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I'm trying so see I, th- what you were saying prior breaking the habits, I caught myself yeah. in the moment yeah. and corrected it. That was a perfect, perfect example. <laughs>
0: I've been wanting to push that button <laughs> since we started this thing. <laughs> I love that.
1: All right, so dumb. So would you want to do like one more of my questions and then move on?
0: Yeah, I have I have a couple questions too. and then we okay. have those emails that I want to talk about. We're 32 minutes in right now,
1: so okay. So this will be the last one. What do you do if you're behind on chores because of mental issues? So, I suffer from mental issues. And when I am having a hard day, it depends on the severity of it. There are days where I'm able to get myself out of bed and shower, I like, I'll slack on a couple of things, like I might not brush my hair, but getting out of bed and getting the chores done is important to me and having a sense of routine helps with my depression and my anxiety. On the harder days where I don't want to get out of bed, I ask you for help.
0: It's crazy, right? It's insane. That you can just be like, hey, I am I need you to do this for me this morning. Can right. you get this taken care of? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. It, it's not hard. Like we, we do have our assigned jobs. Mm-hmm. And I say assigned because we laid out those expectations.
1: Signed a contract it's and everything. Crazy how that
0: works, right? <laughs> like, hey, these are the jobs that I'm responsible for. These are the jobs that I'm responsible for. Cool. These are the jobs that's left over. How are we splitting this? All yeah. right. We got it. Now we know who's doing what. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to ever step in and help. If I come home and the kids are, are being kids because they get like that sometimes and you're cooking dinner and I notice the laundry baskets full, I'm going to start laundry. It, right. It's not like I have to go out there and beat it over a rock and scrub it on a board. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. next to a creek, I throw it in the laundry and push a button. Yeah. Like it, it, it's not hard. Same thing with the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I got to be honest too, even if you went 2 or 3 days without doing your new normal routine, it's not the end of the world. Our house right. is not going to fall apart if it's not maintained 24/7. Mm-hmm. So on days where we're both home and you're like, "Hey," I'm like, "Cool, let's not do that then. Let's sit here and watch a binge-watch TV show all day long." Yeah. Like, I would rather spend that time with you cuz I'm home than have you fucking cooking and cleaning and doing your normal routine. Like, we're here, let's enjoy it. Right. I don't um I don't get it. I, yeah. I, I really don't like I I've I've lived my entire life taking care of myself. So the idea that I'm not going to lift a finger when things need to get done is asinine. Right. The garbage right. needs to go out. That's my job anyways. So like I take the garbage out. Mm-hmm. I don't wait until there's fucking shit piling up over the litter until I'm getting screamed at because the garbage needs to go out. Um, it, it really just comes down to making sure that the house is functioning and everybody's happy and content. Right. But the extra 15 seconds that it would take me to take out the trash or two minutes if I have to have walk it to the curb like nothing it's i would rather just do that two minutes of time and get it out of the way than here 15 to 20 minutes of fighting because i waited until there was bugs or yeah. whatever you yeah. know what i mean it's stupid to me all right let's go to do you have anything you want to add to that before i
1: um no i said it routine helps my depression like if you're if you lay in bed all day and you give in to that depression it's just going to make it worse getting up and showering like that's a win getting up and cleaning the stove and putting dishes away is a win even if it's small chores, you're getting chores done. Yeah.
0: I'm notorious for just taking shit out of the dishwasher as I need it.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. it's less stuff that's got to get put away. Like, yeah. if I need a cup, I'll just grab it out of the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's laziness. I know that it is, but it is less shit that's got to get put right. away. All right. Uh, this says, how does a lady let her man protect her? Question-free. If a previous man broke all trust she has in anyone.
1: Oh, Well,
0: remember that conversation we had at the beginning of this, a baggage and like doing all the dirty work and fixing your bullshit before jumping into a relationship. That's how, yeah, that's the answer.
1: I think it also, like a man needs to be consistent with things. I agree with that. Like You being consistent made me trust you.
0: Right. But if, okay, preface this by saying that I know for a fact your previous boyfriend didn't abuse you. Right. I don't know anything beyond that, Mm -hmm. but let's say he did
1: Right,
0: the year, year and a half or however long it was that you were not with him. You did the dirty work. Mm -hmm. You figured out all the things that were wrong in your life. You would have gotten past that before you and I started dating because you weren't trying to bring that bullshit into our relationship.
2: Right. I
0: understand that people have trauma. I understand it takes time for people to get over trauma. Sometimes it takes people years to get over trauma. Yeah. Sometimes people don't get over trauma. That doesn't mean that you can't date again. But like if you can't get over your shit and start healing yourself, when you start dating someone else, you are bringing all of that brokenness and all of that ugliness into that. Right. So you may get a really good person and then fucking shit on them because they did something to trigger something that you've went through that you didn't do any type of work on. So in that scenario, if you want to be able to trust your partner and you had a bad relationship, don't get into a new relationship until you've worked at least through some of your shit. Right. I agree with the consistency. Mm -hmm. I also know that there's a subconscious safetiness involved. Like if you don't feel safe with your partner in public.
1: You're not going to feel safe at home.
0: Right. And if you don't feel safe at home, you're not going to feel safe in public. So, like. There there is a level of protection that needs to be had there. And if you want to be able to completely let go and like let your man protect you, you need to make sure that you have a protector and not yeah. a fucking sheep. So that's that's a hard question because you can't you can't make somebody do the things to make you feel safe. If you have somebody that's not capable, you have somebody that's not capable of of situational awareness or has never been put in a situation where they've had to, to actually enact violence. Mm-hmm they're they're not going to be good at doing so. You know what I mean? Like there's training that comes involved in all of that stuff, muscle memory. Um, there's things that I believe that I do that makes you feel safe with me. Like I won't let you walk outside at nighttime by yourself. Right. I'm not going to ever let you go do something where you could be attacked unless I'm there. I won't let you walk to a rest stop bathroom. Like when we travel, I, I stand outside the bathroom until you're done. Mm-hmm. And I know that that shit may make other people feel uncomfortable. Good. Fuck them. Like, I'm not there for them. But I guarantee you, if somebody tried to grab a woman coming out of the bathroom and I was standing there, I would stop that. Yeah. So, like, you know, I obviously am not standing right at the fucking entrance of the bathroom like a goddamn bouncer. Like, let me see your ID, bitch. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But, like, I'm close enough that if I have to take, you know, action, I can. But I've also, you know... I make sure that you're not walking across parking lots at night by yourself. And like, I will, I've rescued you from the store. Yeah. Like, you know, I've rescued you at the apartment before we were together. Like I've done things to show you that I will make sure that your safety is a priority. Mm -hmm. And if the man that she's talking about has not done those things, you're not going to ever trust him. And if he is doing those things and he's showing you that he can be a protector, you just have to let go and and trust that he's going to do that and and trust this to be earned. Yeah. So like maybe him showing you that he's capable of doing things is how he earns that trust. That's a tough one. It is. Because trust is not something that's just easily given. I don't know. All right. Going to move on to the next one because that was a whole lot of blah, blah, blah. Uh, Last question, then we're going to get into some emails. This one says, what is your view on a man in a committed relationship that is wanting to still have private um, combos with his female friends?
2: Mm-hmm. So we, well,
0: we've we had these conversations at length. We have. Um, there are, are people in my life that have been in my life since I was a kid that you have been introduced to. And mm-hmm. in the event that I w- ever wanted to spend time with them, you would be with me. Right. Like I'm not trying to go and hang out with somebody that you've never met before or that you're not comfortable with. In the event that we went out and met one of my friends, like I'm going to use Mimi for example, because she lives in in North Carolina or Tennessee. If we stopped over there and saw her, she's in Knoxville. Mm -hmm. Um, and we stopped by and saw her and you were like, she made me feel really uncomfortable. She was hitting on you the whole time or flirting with you, blah, 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 blah. I would never be around her without you there. And like the private conversations in terms of text messages and shit, like I I don't really do that. You know what I mean? Like I let you pick my phone up all the time. So if somebody's texting me and I'm doing something like, who is that? What do they want? Yeah. Or, you know, in the event that my phone rings, I would let you answer my phone too. I don't give a shit. Like there's not a reason for me to, I'm not putting myself in a position where I have to be sneaky. Right. And I think that that's a prevalent thing. Um, at the same time, I also know that you tell me when people hit on you, like mm-hmm. every time you get an inappropriate message, you're like, so-and-so said such and such. Right. And it made me feel uncomfortable. Like, so block them or tell them to go fuck himself. Like in the event that, I feel threatened or like, I feel like somebody's encroaching on my happiness. I would have a conversation with you about it, but mm. you do a very good job of checking that on your own.
2: Right.
0: Like this comes down to having mm. respect for yourself and respect for your partner. If you are going, this, this ties into everything that we've talked about tonight. Right. If you were going to do something that's going to create conflict in your home, whether it's an argument over the, the dishes or the fucking laundry basket mm. or conflict, because you're messaging people of this, of the opposite sex, Like, you are doing something that's going to make your home life harder.
1: Right.
0: Why would you want to do that? It's like swimming against the fucking current. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Like, if you want to have a happy life, navigate the fucking waters Mm -hmm. and make your life good. All the attention that that people are giving to the opposite sex via text message or having those quote unquote friends, like, you can have that intimacy with your partner. And, like, you can have those conversations with your partner. I'm not saying that you can't have your own individuality. You should have friends that are not part of mm. of this. Like, I'm not close to your family. I'm not close to your sister. So, like, when you and your sister are having girl talk and you're doing all that, like, I don't want to know about that. I don't give a shit about any of that. It doesn't affect my life. Right. But if you were going back and forth with an ex or if you were going back and forth with somebody that I've never met before and you knew it was going to make me uncomfortable and you did it anyways, that that's that's, problem. that's the problem is mm-hmm. that you did it anyways knowing I would have an issue with it. Yeah. But that comes down to our, our conversations. Like we know what's acceptable and what isn't. Like I don't mm-hmm. do thirst trap videos. I don't. My I, I do like bodybuilders, both male and female. I obsess over the, the physique like crazy. And you're doing it now too because we've gotten into bodybuilding. But um, like the the jiggly butt videos and all the shit on TikTok, like I, I scroll past that shit as quick as I can. And a lot of time I block the creators because I don't want to see that. Like right. I don't get anything of value from that. I would rather watch... I would rather see the Christian TikTok shit pop up, pop up on my page more than that stuff because I get value from that. Right. So like <clears throat> in the event that I had a female friend or, mm. s- and this is another thing that happens when people are like, how can I message you directly? I'm like, you can message us on Instagram. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I have nothing to say to you. I don't know you like that. Mm-hmm. So like we don't need to have a private conversation. If you need to say something to me knowing that my woman is a creator doing the exact same thing that I'm doing, you can message us directly or you can email us because I'm not having these conversations on the side with you
2: right
0: I'm not putting myself in a position to deal with that so that's a me thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: I expect you to do the same thing even though we've never had that conversation because I'm showing you that res- that respect
2: right
0: so it, it sounds to yeah. me that that person has obviously got had as an issue with this or or maybe they don't and they think that it's okay to just do that and they want me to tell them it's okay right but I it's not okay mm-hmm. like you are putting yourself in a position to be uh, manipulated you can create negativity bias on your partner based off of other people's opinions. Um, and then it, it opens doors to emotional cheating or actual cheating for that matter. It's just not worth doing. Right. So.
1: Um, I actually want to piggyback <clears throat> off of that. So I actually have a friend that I've known for a while. He knows that I'm with you. He knows that we're in a relationship and we're married. And he messaged me. I told you about this. And he said something along the lines, how are you, love? Right. And I said, I find that inappropriate. You know, like I'm married, I don't call me pet names. And all he said was, yeah, I know. So I from then I haven't spoken to him. I'm not gonna put myself in a position like you said to cause turmoil in a relationship. Right. And the fact that he knew that we were together and decided to call me love anyway, just shows that you're pushing boundaries to see what you can get away with right. with me.
0: Yeah, that was that was probably his intro, and hoping that, that, that he could start getting more and more inappropriate.
1: Right.
0: You've actually had people try to send you clothes and shit too, which I think oh. is pretty wild. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, someone was uh, offering me a purple plaid miniskirt. That's funny. All
0: right, so you want to get into these emails because we're we're Ugh. we're already fifteen minutes longer than I wanted to go, but okay. So uh, we okay. Do you want to do the announcement first and then read the emails?
1: Uh, yeah, let's do this last because I I'm I'm probably gonna okay. cry.
0: So we are in the process of creating a life coaching business. Um, we have almost 300,000 subscribers between the two of us, which mm-hmm. isn't a lot. I mean, it is, but it's not a lot in comparison to some of these other accounts. Right. But we have had numerous people telling us that we have saved their marriage mm-hmm. and that the, the the tips that we give with the report cards and, and all the things that we do is opening dialogue between married couples and it's saving their marriage. So yeah. we are creating a a life coaching business. It's called To Be Better. Um we are working out the final details now, and I'm hoping that we should have it up and running by January um, where we are going to be doing uh, FaceTime so that we can actually have like one-on-one conversations or Zoom calls or two-on-one if they want to talk to both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, the life coaching is going to include uh, exercise, diet, uh, marriage advice, relationship advice, communication advice, all the things yeah. that we talk about on TikTok. <clears> our <throat> growth inner growth, personal growth, um, accountability, things that we can help people improve their lives because we're already doing it. Right. But we're doing it so vaguely and so generically Mm -hmm. on TikTok that we decided we wanted to...
1: Get specific with people. Make
0: this a very real thing to generally help people. And like... So a little bit of, of why this be even became a thing. We went to take pictures at the garden mm-hmm. and we were an hour and a half in the car down there. And right. I was like, I really want to start doing life coaching. Like we're really helping people. And you were like, it's so funny you said that because I was just thinking the same thing, which we do a lot. Right. We're very, our synchronicity is very connected in that. Um, so we had that conversation. We did our pictures. We talked about it a little bit more on the way home. I talked to my adopted mom about it. She was like, you know, I, I think that's a great thing. And then we set up the email. And within one hour of, of setting up our email, we got a, an email from somebody. Yeah, we did. And that's this one. <coughs> and it says, I'm going to mute you in case you cough again. Okay. Um, I truly enjoy both of your, uh, both you and your partner's accounts. I value both of your content and values. The reason I'm reaching out to you is because, excuse me, I am torn with my current situation. I am a firm believer in family values and hope that I can fix my relationship My partner entered me and my four uh, boys' lives, four kids, holy crap. Um, He can't have children, for context. In the beginning, the courting was phenomenal. I love that she used the term courting and not dating. Um, The father figure was astonishing, showing up to games and playing sports with them. My two oldest were in their early teens, so he would count on them um, to do the things with the two other smaller boys. At the time I met him, I worked a single. I worked as a single mom. Uh, he moved in, took over all the bills, and life was a dream. I've come from an abusive relationship. I won't hide. I've had a drinking problem as I suffer from PTSD, extreme anxiety, self-mutilation, and depression. He communicated that he was not happy with my excessive drinking, which took me over a year to get a hold of. Kudos to you for that. Uh, Every time I would express my feelings, I would get the response, don't be so overly emotional and stop having the victim mentality. We talk about the victim mentality a lot. Um, I catered to him at his beck and call. He has never stepped foot in the kitchen. When I worked, I would still handle everything with the boys, plus the household duties, with no help from him. However, due to the fact that I was uh, so involved with the boys' extracurricular activities, um, I didn't mind. We have had rough patches in our seven years, conversations during those rough patches. I have expressed how I don't feel like an equal. His response, when you can bring to the table what I do, then we will be equals. Other issues that uh, have come up, me not putting him first. We have dinner every night as a family, and I always serve him, uh, serve from youngest to oldest, as I want the food to cool by the time we're all sitting. Most of the times, everyone finishes before I sit down and end up eating I end up eating by myself. All right. So I'm going to stop right there because there's still half this page, but I want to talk about a couple of things. I want to talk about a couple of things as we move through this. Um, first and foremost, uh, she mentions on the, the second paragraph of this that he was very involved with the kids. Right. And like, so I'm real big on the. There's a difference between being there and being present. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between watching your kids and raising your kids. So like the fact that he stepped in as a father figure to four young boys and was doing the dad thing off rip like that's not an easy thing for a man to do, especially if he's never had kids before. So like that would have been like a huge green flag for me if I was a woman that he was able to step into that role like I would I would absolutely feel that this is a dream like right um, you know, and then it goes on to talk about her drinking and shit and I understand she has PTSD and the uh, self-mutilation scars and uh, the depression. But, um, him not being happy with the excessive drinking and her actually stopping for him is a a big deal. Like you, you know how hard it is to, to, to quit an addiction anyways, Mm -hmm. but to do it for someone else when it's not you wanting to do it is even harder. Like people kick at habits because they want to, not because someone else does. So she really put herself second to this man's needs. Right. So when we got to the, the food aspect, um, the only thing that I disagree with this is that I think she should give him his plate first Mm -hmm. instead of the kids. Um, But I also don't agree that she should be eating without everybody at the table. Like we sit down and wait for everyone. We don't eat, you know, Mm -hmm. and we use that time at the table to talk about the days and like we get to hear the good things through the day. What did you learn in school? How was your playtime with your friends, babe? How was your day to day? Did you get your nails done? Like we have good conversation. It's our time at dinner to catch up the fact that she's eating last by herself and everyone else has gone from the table shows a lack of respect for who she is. Right. Um. And then there was, the right. other thing was saying that um, when you bring to the table, what I do, we will be equals.
1: That pisses me off. It
0: pisses me <clears throat> off too, because so with our situation, the, even if it was only 20% or 30% of a load decrease from you doing what you do, right? That's huge. Mm-hmm. Like my life is stressful as fuck. It has been stressful my entire life not having to worry about this 30% or 50% that I don't have to worry about anymore is massive. So to say that you don't bring to the table, what I bring to the table is bullshit. You, you bring peace and happiness and less stress. Mm -hmm. And if you guys have agreed that this is the way this marriage is going to be, and she's going to be a stay at home wife and you're going to provide, you shut the fuck up and provide like you do your job in the home. I'm going to do my job outside of the home. I'm going to recognize all of your fucking work. Like, the fact that I don't have to worry about what we're having for dinner, the fact that I never have to worry about having clean socks or underwear, mm-hmm. like that's a big deal. That removes a lot of decision-making from my life and allows me to focus on my businesses and our, you know, the businesses. People get really upset when I call them mine, even though I had them before we got together, but they want <laughs> to pick that apart. So I think,
1: no, don't correct it. They're your businesses.
0: So, but we do that. And like, in the event that I need you at the businesses, you have the... Skill sets mm-hmm. to do everything that I'm doing over there. We work together as a team. There is an equality in that. Like, and the more we get all this done, the more time we get to spend together. And I that, don't, I don't understand why this becomes a thing.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, we both came to an agreement that I would quit working uh, and stay home to homeschool. That in itself became an issue, issue as he felt I didn't follow the indoctrinated school structure we got um, that we got passed. Good. Right. Fucking good. Like the last thing you want to do is follow the indoctrinated school bullshit. Like Mm -hmm. with everything that's going on in the school system right now, you would want to teach your kid your values. And if your values align with what's going on in the school system, then you don't need to homeschool. Let them be indoctrinated into your values taught by some other person. Like the whole point of that, though, is they're your family. They're your kids. You should be teaching them the way that you want them taught, not the way somebody else sees fit, especially the fucking government. I, I hate that shit so much. I know. Um, I did, didn't mention before that my three oldest boys are in competitive boxing. Oldest has just started his professional career. Second youngest uh, is number three in the nation, and third youngest is now beginning a competitive aspect of boxing. It involves a lot of time uh, and, in the beginning, money. Now that uh, I have worked it out to get everything sponsored as of recent, when one of the two oldest have fights, I arrange a sitter with uh, while he's working. Or one of the oldest watches them. He doesn't worry about if they've eaten nor bathed. He strictly depends on the kids to care for them. Um, I'm going to stop there because that's another thing I have a problem with.
1: Right. To understand, if I'm understanding properly, she's saying that he relies on the children to take care of the children? Yeah,
0: or a sitter. So this, um, as a step-parent, bathing kids can be weird. Right. Right? Like they're not your kids. That, That could be a weird thing. I understand that could be a weird thing. It's going to make people feel a certain way. Not everybody, some people might be okay with it. Some people are gonna feel like I shouldn't be doing this right. Um, but if you've stepped into that role and they've been together for seven years now, those kids see you as a parental figure,
2: mm-hmm.
0: making sure their homework done is they and they've eaten and like spending time with them is going to help them develop into being who they should be as an adult based off the things that you're teaching. So neglecting those time frames with them while she's gone is a problem because you're putting that responsibility on somebody who shouldn't be responsible for that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, she says, he has become so obsessed with crypto that he spends his every waking second watching charts and trading. He has fully withdrawn from the family due to the crypto. It's almost like a gambling addiction, which it is. It is actually gambling. Um, his newest complaint is to me that the boys have put him in debt and if he was single, he wouldn't have any of this debt. I wish you were a boxer and would fucking break his jaw. Um, anyways, <laughs> I've noticed that he has started taking it out on the boys. My 12-year-old made a comment that he wanted to take his friends to the movies and not to worry that he saved money. At 12 years old, wanted to take his friends to the movies and saved his own money to do it, which means he probably saved his allowance or, or like right. did side hustle like work, lawn, or whatever to go. Um, he asked him, what about me? He then responded, Poppy, I don't have enough money for you. He took it personal. I actually left his name out. Um, He took it personal and started being spiteful and mean towards them, making comments, what the fuck do you do for me, to a 12-year-old. This last month, he told me I needed to figure out how to pay my rent, or our rent, I'm sorry, and water, because he wasn't going to continue spending his money on us because he didn't feel that I put him first, nor does he have Uh, I'm sorry. Nor does he feel appreciated. I told him if he wasn't going to continue contributing because he doesn't feel like it, he needs to leave. He refused. I'm sorry for the ramble. I don't believe in telling my business, but I'm at a point of not thinking clearly and I don't want to make regretful decisions that will affect my boys. I would greatly appreciate the both of your feedback. I see your relationship as something to aspire to, uh, continuing with the unconditional love and amazing content. Oh my fucking God. So crypto is a it's gambling. I've made a lot of money in cryptocurrency, like a A lot. lot. Um, I mean, you've seen it. Yeah. So I got in before things got high and sold when it got high. and, And towards the end, like I did lose a little bit, but I'm still so so in the profit margins that like it only came out of my profit. Like I didn't lose money. People who are investing in crypto now and trying to sell it right now is losing their ass. You buy now, you wait two or three years, and then you sell it when the market goes back up. Mm -hmm. Because eventually it will go back up. It's done it every year since 2010, or every two or three years. The markets are the same. When the the stock markets get bad, crypto gets bad. And like Bitcoin is doing shit right now. All cryptocurrencies are doing bad. And you don't day trade cryptocurrency like stocks. So watching the markets every single day, unless you're trying to buy dips, doesn't make sense. Mm What he did to that 12-year-old is abuse.
1: Yeah, it fucking is.
0: That is going to...
1: That, that that's He's going to remember that for the rest of his life.
0: Absolutely. He absolutely will. Why should a 12-year-old be responsible for a grown man going to the movies? <clears throat> Trying to not get angry.
1: <laughs> no, I'm already angry.
0: In the event that our son at 10, 15 years mm-hmm. old said, I want to take my friends to the movies, I saved up 60 bucks. Can you drive us? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I will absolutely drive you to the movies. And then when we get there, I would probably pay, th- pay for their tickets. Right. Use that money for popcorn. Like, enjoy your time here. I don't need to be there in the movie. I don't have to go mm-hmm. at 10, 15 years old. Like, I, they can hang out in the movie theater. I can walk around the mall or whatever I'm doing until they're done. Right. The amount of, of responsibility and like leadership that that kid took upon himself to save that money to in, in, invest in a good time and a good memory with his friends. That was then utterly shit on by this yeah. this stepdad, like
1: this grown ass man.
0: What the fuck is wrong with people? I um <clears throat> I you know, I I gotta be honest, she's in a position where she's a stay-at-home mom and, and like she's starting to work full time again, but like they've got boxing careers and, and the competitions cost money. There's not this is why people give you a hard time mm-hmm. about our setup. Right. Because in a scenario like this, they're like, How would you exit? Well, we have we have an exit strategy. We've right. talked about it once, we'll never have it again. We don't believe that that's going to happen, but in the event that it does, we have an agreement, contractual agreement, that mm-hmm. you are taken care of for months in the event that you leave. If I was this woman, I would absolutely start saving my money and planning my exit strategy. Oh, yeah. Based solely on what happened to the kids. The mm-hmm. two adults and his, his bullshit with crypto and and like the money spending and his negative attitude is an adult problem. Right. The two of them should be able to communicate and work through those things, but the moment that kids start becoming abused in any way... done like it's over over. you 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 can you are supposed to be the lioness protecting your cubs Mm -hmm. and like the fact that she's got national level boxers in her family and like she's really doing the thing with the kids like she's involved in that
1: right
0: those uh, older kids that have that discipline and you know they've learned that training that's a lot of work they understand a work ethic the younger kids aren't going to understand all of that the way that the older kids have because they haven't had a training in that scenario. Mm. I don't understand why it got this
1: far. There was a breakdown somewhere and it just was never addressed or it was addressed and it was ignored.
0: I'm sweating. Yeah. Not just because of this, this onesie, but because this actually upset me and it upset me the first time we read, read it. Um, The fact that you are eating dinner at the table by yourself at night is is a red flag for me. Like that should have been the very first time that like I realized that I was not important to this family.
1: Yeah, it would break my heart. And I
0: understand that kids, kids are going to do what kids are going to do. Kids Mm -hmm. are selfish. Like they have to be taught to not be selfish. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's a survival mechanism. You look out for self first. So you, you have your own interests and your own wants and your own desires and kids just do those things, but you have to be taught not to do those things the fact that we sit down as a family and have dinner, we wait. I make the kids wait until you sit down and we eat together. Mm-hmm. I eat faster than everyone else right. because of my background. Like when you walk in the chow hall, you got a little bit of time to get your food in. When, when chow's over, if you haven't eaten, you don't get food. So I sit down and I shovel food in my face fast as fuck. And I will empty my plate because I don't want to sit in front of me. And I'll normally sit back down here while everybody's eating. Like mm-hmm. I want that that camaraderie and that family time. I want the kids to feel like I care enough about them to sit here and listen to their days and like that. I care enough about you for that. Right. So that as soon as that started happening, a conversation needed to be had about, um, her validation mm-hmm. and like her importance in the home, because right. now she's being isolated within the house. So that would have been one of the first things that I, I felt needed to be addressed. Um, I, I'm very weary, wary about telling people to leave because I don't want to be the reason that people are, are ending their marriages. Right. But that situation with that 12-year-old is a problem. It is. Like, that's a huge fucking problem. Like, that is emotional abuse and it's manipulation. Mm-hmm. Like, it is an emotional manipulation. Um, I think that the two of you need to see a therapist. I think that you need to find a legit therapist or a marriage counseling and sit down and have that discussion. But you need to also probably take your kid as well into one of those sessions with just the two of you. Like, yeah. mom and the child without the dad. So that that kid can get any type of anything off of his chest that's going on. And the therapist could probably help fix that situation as well. Um, And if, even if, even if there's not a situation there with the 12 year old, even if he's very passive, it's like, fuck it, I don't care. The way that he responds instead of reacts to those situations moving forward from the therapist, if, if if she or he could give them pointers like, Hey, the next time your dad says this, this is how you handle that situation to get him to diffuse. Right. Those are life lessons that that need to happen. Um, that's that's where I'm at on this. I I really think that I think that for the kids' safety, things need action needs to be taken. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you need to leave your husband. Um, I am saying that you need to have. If you don't have an emergency fund, I would start doing that. Yeah. And it sounds to me, um, it sounds to me that this is fuck. This is one of those things that me saying this could be, um, I could be wrong. Right. But in reading this email, it sounds like this is the next step in all of this is physical violence. Because he's blaming her for everything. I, I, I'm in debt because you're a piece of shit and you don't help out financially. Right. And he's throwing so much blame and making it about him so much that he's not seeing these people as people anymore. And when you desensitize yourself to somebody's emotional needs, it's a lot easier to, to harm them. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. That's I, m- I have a hard time with that because of the kid thing.
1: I I want I kind of want to know where the breakdown happened because when he joined the family, it he was, was all about it. Yeah, like he wanted to be the bomb dad figure and he wanted to be proactive in the kids' lives. What changed? Because that that's a drastic change. Yeah, it is. It's a very drastic change.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> you know, we we say all the time on on our our videos that our comment section makes us believe that most people hate their partners. Yeah. And four kids is a lot. There's a lot of stress there. There's a lot of financial right. stress. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into a household of four, especially from that age range. You know what I mean? She's got right. an older one all the way down to like four kids is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, seven years, we, we've talked about the seven-year itch. Like people right. get been together for seven years. They start looking around and like contemplating other options because things are no longer new. You're in the roommate phase. Like you've had life has is, is shit on you at that point. Mm-hmm. Most people don't do the, the work to continue to keep things intimate and to keep your partner a priority. Right. Um, so, I mean, that could be part of it too. I, I just, all right, let me look over this one more time just to see if there's anything else that I missed that I wanted to address and then we'll, we'll move on to the next email. Okay. So these emails, like I said earlier are, uh, this was the first one that we got because somebody wanted advice. And like the other one that we got is the exact opposite. Yeah, it is. Um. She said that conversations during those rough patches, I've expressed how I don't feel like I'm equal. And his response is, "When you can bring to the table what I do, then we will be equals." That that would have been a red flag. That would have been a, that would have been a very deep conversation. Like, why do you feel I don't bring enough to the table? Why do you feel? Because he's created a power dynamic in the house.
2: Right.
0: Sorry, uh, I don't. I want to know how. Why you feel that you do more than me? Is it because mm-hmm. you provide money? Because I could go back to work. Right. Like if, if me not contributing financial financially to the household means that much to you, you and I can, we can, and this is exactly how this would go between you and I, Mm -hmm. I would write down everything that we do, all of your jobs. What do you do during the day? I would write it all down. What I do during the day, I would write it all down. We would then pick out the jobs that we're responsible for. You would go back to work, work full time. I would work full time. We would divvy up the money and we would split those jobs. Right. in the house to make sure that everything in the house is still getting taken care of, make sure the kids are getting taken care of, whatever. Because apparently the finances to him is more important than the emotional stability of his family. Mm-hmm. But to say that you bring more to the table, money can always be made. Right. I I, I understand that like there are, are people out there who are not financially doing okay and they are struggling and like that creates problems. But you can always make more money. The seven years that she's invested in this man is not going to ever be able to be recovered mm-hmm. so now they're you know if they're, if they're she goes another three years she's got a decade in with this dude and she's already unhappy so the next three years unfolds like if they're not able to figure out why he feels she's not worthy of him or why they're not equals like this is going to just dissolve further
2: right
0: a lot of that comes down to communication they, they need to they, i think they need to see a therapist
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: and, and and talk in a, a scenario where she can be completely vulnerable and open Mm -hmm. and he's forced to listen.
1: Right.
0: You know, that's, I, I don't know. The kid thing bothers me. All right. So let's,
1: (laughs) no, you said that about the kid thing and my knee jerk reaction was to punch him in the throat. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, um, that kid will remember that for the rest of his life. Yeah, Like that's something that will never escape his memory.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. So now we're going to move on to one that's not going to piss us off.
1: Uh, this, this made us both emotional last night. I So scene, it was 1130. We were in the car heading home from a movie, and I read this email out loud to him, and We both cried. It's a lot. It's really a lot. So this person said, English is not my first language, so please bear with me. What I wanted to share is way too much to fit in the comments, and I also feel like it's something I want to share with your wife and you, and not the world. She gave us permission to share it anonymously, though, so that's what we're doing. I'm still trying to identify why I'm not comfortable with commenting directly, um, but her guess is that it could be too challenging for her at the moment. So a quick little background. I grew up in a very religious environment that was not healthy, with an extremely controlling father that made my life a nightmare. I was not able to do anything, not even take a walk by myself as a teenager or have phone call with friends. So as soon as I had the opportunity to leave, I did and moved 6,000 kilometers away from him and started my life alone in a big city at only 17 years old, one year after losing my mom who passed away from cancer. So I want to pause there. That is fucked. Like she had a super crappy childhood with her dad. Her mom had cancer for who knows how long and then her mom's just gone. So
0: can we talk about how, how, like, I know that people think that it's easy to run from a situation like that. It's not the, um, the amount of like emotional strength and courage that it takes to just uproot your fucking life and everything that you've known as a child, as a child is is wild to me. And on top of that, it also speaks to how shitty her past was because mm -hmm. they say that you won't change until the discomfort of changing is more than the discomfort you're going through. Right. It's a lot.
1: It really is. So she goes on to say, no healthy role models, no career, no money, only traumas and so much anger. And I was young and clueless with no one to point me out, with no one to point out I needed therapy or to tell me, hey, you probably have severe PTSD. All of this resulted in me not knowing what healthy relationships were and being a victim of abuse and control and a bully at the same time. I became an extremely independent woman who was proud to scream to the world that she didn't need anyone when I was, in fact, crying so much and craving safety more than anything else. Always bashing men, bashing gender roles, leaving as soon as a man showed any sign of wanting us to have assigned roles in the relationship. I was able to go from being loved to just erase someone completely from my life if I ever felt anything that reminded me of the freedom that I lost. Um, I also used to be that woman. I was that... I'm a strong woman. I don't need a man. Fuck all men. Men are shit. Like I had that mentality and it was not with me. Mm, fuck no. <laughs> uh, your voice sounds really good in these headphones. Yeah. Oh
0: no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on. Back to the email.
1: Back, okay. Back to the email. Um, it was a trauma response. Seeing how men, grown men in my childhood behaved made me that way as an adult. So I completely understand where she's coming from in that in that aspect. And that really broke my heart because at the same time I was like, fuck all men. I wanted a man to make me feel safe. So she goes on to say then I went to therapy many times, got off drugs, went back to school, had a more healthy relationship that I still left but learned a lot from, started my career after what I after that I met a man who is now going to who is now going to be my husband in three weeks and with whom I am very happy with. He is a very strong, masculine, but calm man. He used to he used to be physically intimidating to me. He is 6'3", and I am 4'10". Wow. Why am I sharing this, you might ask? I was living my very simple life with a man I love, his kids, a very good career, and thought everything was all right because I was comparing my life to my past self. But I knew deep down that something was still not right because I was sometimes still suffering from not finding where I belong in my relationship or having weird emotions to healthy things he did. I was just feeling something that was not balanced, but I didn't know what. Then I first saw one of your videos and was instantly triggered. It was like if all the healing I did was nowhere to be found and I was angry. Is this man brainwashing this woman? What the fuck? Is she a victim? Is he gaslighting her? What is happening here? So I want to clarify. She saw one of your videos first.
0: Can, can we just talk about that for a minute, though? Because that's how that plays out. Right. Every single time somebody sees a video that is a very specific conversation mm-hmm. and they get triggered, they turn it into other narratives instead of what we're actually discussing. Right. And then they want to, well, what about this? Well, what about that? Well, what about this? And what mm-hmm. about that? And that's what 90% of my content is, is me answering them stupid fucking questions because people aren't listening to what's being said. Yeah. I'm not saying that she was being stupid. I'm saying right. that people want, she obviously did the work. I'm, I'm not taking that away from mm-hmm. her, but you can see the comments, and yeah. you can see the comments that people leave to me. Responding to those comments about how people just want an aha gotcha moment with mm-hmm. me instead of actually doing the work. Like, they'll, I'll pop up in their FYP. They'll see the video. They'll be triggered, and then they'll, they'll move on instead of actually looking to see if what their 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 narrative mm-hmm. of me is. They want to just respond to that conversation,
1: right? And okay. I feel like that's them projecting too. Like, I agree. This is what I experienced in a past relationship. Right. So it's got to so be that way. That's everything. Yep. And I watched both your videos for weeks despite being triggered because I felt I had to. And I wanted to understand why I was so triggered by the content I was watching and what it was triggering in me. I love that. Yeah. I hate that it triggered you. Being triggered is not a fun experience, especially if you have severe PTSD like this woman does.
0: I actually disagree, though. I do. What do you mean you disagree? I'm glad that she was triggered by the videos. I, I am I, I know the rest of the email, so I right. am glad. But in the scenario where I say something that pisses mm-hmm. somebody off, if it, gives, if, they, if it makes them, if I am living in their head for 15 minutes yeah. after they've watched that video and, and it forces them to think about what I've said,
2: mm-hmm.
0: they might, very small chance,
1: Grow ha- from it. have a
0: different outlook
1: mm-hmm.
0: on what we were discussing before right. they saw the video. So I, I'm glad when people get triggered when they see shit. I, I like seeing things that piss me off. Like, right. Unless it's like an attack on my character or something like that, that's different. But like, when I see something I disagree with on the internet, like, I won't always respond to it, but I will read it and I will think about it. Like, I, I want to be better. Mm. So if I have opposing views and I have things that disagree so with, Tim and I get along so well. Yeah. Because Tim is a very different person than I am, but he's also one of my most trusted friends mm-hmm. because I know that if I ask him something, he's going to just be honest with me. So I'm glad that that happened, especially because I know the rest of the email.
1: Well, I'm not apologizing because we triggered her. I'm apologizing because she's been through experiences. I get it. That made something that's a healthy discussion a traumatizing thing for her. I think it's super dope that she didn't just pop off in the comments and say, what the fuck? You know, you're abusing Because that's what happens. Right. Right. She actually sat down and was trying to figure out why what we were talking about was upsetting her so much. Right. She goes on to say, I went from being angry to being worried, and then from being scared, and then from being scared for your wife, then wanting to punch you for maybe hurting your wife, which is my sister from womanhood, because I was scared of what could happen from you gaslighting her into thinking she was happy. And all of this is fair, I won't lie. I didn't comment mean things. I didn't even share the videos with friends to bash anyone. I didn't talk to my fiance about it. I read comments here and there, could see why people were saying what they were saying. But I wanted to believe my opinion and build my perspective after overcoming my triggered feelings. She said it. I wanted to have my opinion. Yep. She didn't want that. to. She didn't want to hear anything we had to say. Yeah,
0: I said that to you last night when you read the email to me. That's amazing. That yeah. the emotional maturity there, like, and that just falls right back to exactly what I was just saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to process my shit. Right. So, like, if you disagree with me and you've got a good fucking point, and and I don't want to hear it, I still have to process that afterwards. Like, right. She's a badass. She is. She's a four foot 10 badass. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad that she didn't want to hit me in the face <laughs> or that she actually didn't hit me in the face. Yeah. I'm pretty. So yeah. pretty. I don't want
1: it
2: fucked
0: up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Everywhere, anywhere but the nose. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ooh, or your teeth. I like your teeth.
0: Yeah. All right. Continuing.
1: So, all I did was working, doing my things at home. Then on my breaks, I'd watch and rewatch and take notes and cry and feel the anger and the traumas. And then, admitted my, and then admitted to myself that the piece I was seeing, that what is what is missing in me. Yes, I did therapy. Yes, I'm aware of my traumas and making sure I'm not passing them to another generation. Yes, me and my fiance are doing good things for each other. But the piece, I didn't have it. She went through all of that inner work, dug deep and looked at her traumas and said, why is this pissing me off so much? And it's because she didn't have peace.
0: And she did it to the extent where she was taking notes on our videos. like, right. And like, I, I know that the reason we're bringing these emails up is because we said before we're doing this that we're doing the business that we're doing because we are affecting change in people's lives. Right. To think that we are making one to three minute videos on TikTok and people are literally taking notes mm-hmm. to the conversations that we're having to work on themselves.
1: Right. That's insane. It is
0: insane. Like, I I don't think I would do that. Like, I mean, she's, she obviously is doing the fucking work. She doesn't want to be where she is. She wants to be better. Like to the point where she's, she's literally fucking taking notes.
1: Yeah. And you know, this is a lot of mental anguish too. Like going through your triggers and figuring out why it's bothering you And listening to
0: it over and over and over again, knowing it's going to piss you off. Yeah. Yeah. Or hurt you.
1: That's fucking huge. Yeah. And she said, I wanted it. This is why I was so angry about seeing a woman happy in in a life that was, in some aspects, looking like what I went through. Deep down, I wanted that. That stability and clarity. Not being only romantic, kind, or nice with my partner a day, and be a complete bitch the next just because being in my soft energy was scarring my inner child. I wanted what I was seeing, but I was having such a hard time admitting I'd be so happy living a life in which I cook, clean, take care of myself, the house, the kids, and my partner. I was triggered because admitting this was making my brain think I was going back to a lifestyle that hurt me so much in the past, and that it would be toxic, and this and that. I think it was last week when I just broke down on the balcony watching your wife smiling and looking at you the way she does. I look at my partner the same way, but not too long not too much and not in front of people, you name it. I was limiting all the soft and kind things, afraid of being a take advantage of. (coughs) But I cried and cried and cried and said to myself, what my father did is not what will happen to me if I become vulnerable again. My partner will not threaten me, hit me, or control where I go and what I do. My partner is not the father who hurt me, It made me think that I would only be safe if if I was 100% independent and if I stayed 50-50 in my masculine-feminine energy. Oh my gosh, the relief. The relief to realize I was about to give myself the life I really want, a soft life in which I would never stop myself from connecting with my partner ever again in the name of independence. I need my partner to protect me. I need my partner to make sure I have everything I need. I want my partner to receive my kindness and love every day instead of every other day. I want my inner child to heal and my woman self to feel at peace. I never want to hide from the world how I want to look at my partner. I never want to restrain myself from giving the world to him ever again. I never want to be ashamed of what works for him and me. I never want to lie to myself again by trying to convince my brain that I should not miss him when he is not around. When in fact there is nobody in this world I want to see more than him since I met him. I never want to say, yeah, he's a good partner. Here are the measurable metrics that you can use to believe me. He cooks and cleans so he respects me. When in fact, all I want deep down every time he cooks or clean is to actually say, hey, I know you had a hard day and I'd like to take care of this while you relax. And then when I'm done, I'd like to hear about it. I think there is even more things I could write but I know I already wrote a lot and that we don't know each other but I wanted to say thank you. I went to therapy. And I really, really did my best, but something was missing and I found it on TikTok. Yesterday, for the first time, my partner was about to go to bed and I said, can I share something with you? And as usual, he said, of course, babe, I'm here for you. And he looked me right in the eyes like he always does. And he was giving me the space I asked for. And the only thing I said is, I've been watching a couple on TikTok in the last month and their content triggered me a lot, but also gave me the peace I needed. And I just wanted to share with you that tomorrow, I will thank them for their content, and I think that part of me, and that I think the part of me that you know never healed before is healing, and I am feeling so much peace. Oh, fuck, dude. I could see the relief in this man's eyes. He knew I was missing something. He waited. He took care of me, made me feel so safe. He was the adult in our misunderstanding. He was not ignoring our issues. He was just more mature than me. And thank God he waited. Thank God I found your videos. I couldn't have dreamed of a better gift to give myself right before saying yes to him. He is my everything. And I will never ever pretend he's not. Fuck. (sighs) Thank you for your content. I will never forget all of this because it felt like another kind of therapy. And I'm happy that I listened when I was triggered, instead of staying in this weird state of judgment and jealousy. I wish you the best, and will forever carry this with me.
0: So one, I wish that we could send her like a wedding card, dude, or like some sort of like wedding gift, because you know she said she's three weeks out from getting married.
2: Right.
0: Um. I I couldn't imagine us being together and not being able to look at each other the way that we do, or like. The need to hide that for, right. uh, you know, for a need of fear of, of being less um, tough is the only word that I can think to use right now, but that's the strong, uh, to, to not be as strong as, as I need to be by being vulnerable. Like I
1: mean, you get called a simp
0: constantly. for the way that you
1: fawn over me.
0: Yeah, but I I don't care. Right. Like, I know, I know how I feel when you look at me and I may give you a, like... I may joke about it and tell you I'm not a piece of meat and storm off the camera, but like that shit makes me feel good. Like I I catch you staring at me in the gym. Like I know that those things are there, but I do the same thing to you. Like there's an intimacy in that. It's keeping our our lust alive and our passion and like Mm -hmm. the want for each other. I I don't I I don't know. I, I don't I couldn't imagine not being that way in a fear of being vulnerable in front of other people that um I would see as like a, a sign of danger, almost because like a sign of weakness. Weakness, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a lot to process. It, in that it email. really
2: is.
1: It kept me up a while last night. Like to think that <laughs> we're just two tattooed people spewing our traditional opinions on TikTok. You know, we don't look like we would live this life. No,
0: not at all. People tell us all the time yeah. that that we don't look like we would. At all.
1: I've been told I look like a extreme leftist who is a feminazi and wants to shit on men. Yeah. (laughs) But like we gave this woman a gift.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't do anything. We talked our shit and she heard it like she did the work. There's there's an emotional strength there that is not found in a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Do you know how easy it would be for her to play the victim? And to throw blame at everyone but herself and right. not take accountability and work and do the dirty like she mm-hmm. did it. She did all the fucking work, and she did it to a level that I've never done before. I would never take notes on a video. Like I would try to get what I can get from it, and move the fuck on. Like she watched, rewatched, took notes, picked it apart. Like mm-hmm. tried to figure out why it was bothering her so bad. People don't do that. No, people they don't. get they get triggered, talk shit, scroll past. Like right.
1: they don't want to do that inner work.
0: I don't. um... I don't know. She's got a good man. You know, the fact that he knows her past trauma and knows what she's gone through and has been patient and has stood there and listened and not been aggressive. Right. Well, or like throwing it, it in it her face. It wasn't me that did that to you. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just get over it? Like he's obviously listened he's there for it, and, yeah. and received what she had to say instead of just hearing it. It I don't know. I think that I think that if she is really healing. And she's going into her feminine and wants to take care of him the way that she said she wants to take care of him and he is the way she says he is, they mm-hmm. have a very long marriage ahead of them.
1: Oh yeah. This solidified everything for me yeah. that we do. Like my goal in my TikToks is not only to I shit on women. I do. Yeah, I know. I shit but on men. I do it as a woman because it's more socially sociably social socially acceptable socially acceptable i was combining the words yeah it's more socially acceptable for me to do it as a woman right because if i do it man. i'm gonna get banned right
0: but i can talk shit about men and it's fine yeah but you and that's that is kind of our content mm-hmm. like you you defend men i defend women but, but we, we also call out right but we <laughs> do it in the other a, gender we do it in a place of be better not in a place of you're a piece of shit
1: but outside of you know, calling out people for their toxic behaviors. <clears throat> like we've made TikToks where someone's like, damn, mm-hmm. I
2: didn't
1: even realized that I did that. I, I, my goal of putting me out there the way that I am and showing that I'm feminine and I like to cook and all of that shit. I am helping other women realize that that shit's okay. Yep. You know, we, like she said, she realized that she wants to be the feminine housewife. Right. And in today's society, that shit is taboo.
0: It is. It's no different than men being protectors or opening doors. You know, I, I've actually had people stop me. Mm. I don't need your fucking permission to enter the building, like.
1: And that would ruin it, like.
0: It, it, no, it won't. It, it pisses me off. I'll shut the door in their face at that point.
1: Right. But
0: but, but I will continue to open the door and hold the door for people. Like I, I just, it's it, It's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like I will stand there for a few seconds if somebody's too far away and just hold the door, like my life is not that fucking busy that I have to let a door close in somebody's face and be rude. But like, I'm also, I also believe that men should protect. And like, he sounds like a protector. He sounds like a gentle spirit that is going to take care, take care of her. And like making sure that your woman is taken care of is, it's the same thing. You are protecting who she is. And like, I don't know. That's a lot. It was a lot to take in. And and we have, we have this email that I read first. This Mm -hmm. is a stark contrast of that one. Right. But we've, we're getting both we're getting emails where people are asking us for advice and we're Mm -hmm. getting emails of people telling us their stories like that and how we've saved their marriages. And like, that's why I want to be able to do the zoom calls and the FaceTimes and why I want to start helping men get physically fit. And like, cause I know that your physical health will dictate your mental health. And like, I think it's important that men can run and play and jump with their kids Mm -hmm. because that is a very good way for men to connect with their kids. You know, like a, a man and his son should wrestle. They should try to best each other. There should be that competition. Like there's a healthiness in that and you mm-hmm. are bonding with them in those moments and being able to, to be physically fit enough to play soccer or throw a football or run through the playground. Like that will change the relationship that you have with your kids. We go to the playgrounds with the kids right? and you run and jump and play and mm-hmm. while everyone else is drinking Starbucks and staring at their digital fucking leash. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know. I, I really think that we've we we are creating an environment for change and if we can help people on a one on one basis where we are engaged with them, I think that we can I really think that it's going to make a lot of lives different. Yeah. So I'm excited.
1: I am. <laughs> I'm so stoked. You have no idea. Like we had that conversation in the car after reading that email that we've both have wanted to find ways to help people yeah. like we've wanted to make an impact while we were here. Her email just like we did it. Like he said, she did the work. Yeah. That's hard fucking work. A lot of people don't want to do it. Yeah. That woman should be proud of herself.
0: Yeah, dude. You know, it's not just that email though. Like we get the the check-in comments in our yeah. lives constantly. Hey, we just implemented check-ins. It's only been a week, but my life is infinitely better. Mm-hmm. Like he received everything I had to say and there was no conflict. Like right those kind of small changes are very big long term especially mm-hmm. if you can continue to follow through with those things like people become complacent it's that's yeah. why people get into the roommate phase like you know men want men like the hunt it's why men like to chase women mm-hmm. we we want the the hunt and the thrill of of potentially not being able to to land you guys like so in the event that we land you and, and like you start becoming into your masculine a little bit in the house and we lose our masculine and become feminine and we have a balance because that actually happens a lot. You find a middle ground with both people that feminine, the femininity that you had mm-hmm. and the masculinity that I had is now muted. Right, It's dull. So like people lose that mm-hmm. and like you make it a point to get dolled up and still do things and like. I'm still very much trying to make sure that I'm taking care of my physical appearance so that you stay attracted to me. And, like, we are doing that work. And right. we're doing it because we want to be better for each other, not just for physical health or for outside appearance. Mm. Um, those things go a long way when when you're able to start addressing those things with people and they're able to start implementing small changes in their life if they can continue those habits or if it becomes habitual, like, yeah. it it's going to go a long way for people, so... That's it, guys. We're an hour and 32 minutes into this oh, podcast. Wow. We wanted to do 30 minutes. We're an hour over, and I'm fucking dying in this stupid onesie. So I'm going to go cut the legs off this thing so that I have onesie shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Can I cut the sleeves off, oh too? Oh, my
1: God. Make them like Daisy Duke shorts.
0: No. Yeah. No. Nope, we're not We're not doing the Ginger Billy shorts. It's not happening. Um, Hate it here. Yeah. <laughs> it's so unfair. <laughs> but
2: um, that's it. We'll see you guys next time. All right.